Hello and welcome to another installment of Soccer Pints, your one-stop shop for all things American soccer. I'm your host, Will Clark. I am once again joined by Brian Edwards today to discuss this wild past couple of days for our U.S. men's national team. And today we're going to recap our performance against the mighty England from Friday. And we're going to go to our uh, preview, our final group match against Iran, a must-win match in every way, shape, and form of it. Uh, so, Brian, thanks again for jumping on today. There's a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to start with the nil-nil draw. It's, it's not the worst result. Definitely not what I had predicted myself. Um, and again, like last time, I, I'd love to go over what we did well, what we didn't do so well. Um, but just, you know, what, what are your what are your thoughts? I mean, a nil-nil draw, second group game, it keeps us alive. Um, just quick takeaways on your end. First of all, uh, happy to be here. But second of all, so who was closer in their predictions then? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was off. You you were yep. uh, had more faith than I did, <laughs> and um, it was probably the most exciting nil nil draw you'll see. At least you know as long as if you're not a neutral, maybe it's not. But if you have a dog in the fight, especially our dog, it was um, an eventful game. I thought uh, hats off to Greg and the staff. Um, you know, it's a lot's been made of tactics staying pretty similar and just plugging in different different players, but a totally re reshaped the team defensively and it really worked out well um i've read a lot about was it a 4-4-2 was it an asymmetrical 4-4-2 but it, it's hard for it's hard to say really because the key man is is pulsich and and what you were going to ask from him and in a 4-4-2 the wide midfield role is is quite challenging it takes a lot of mental capacity it takes a lot of you know Lungs. I mean, you have to run in that position a lot, and he was our outlet on a lot of the counterattacks as well. So was he tasked with staying a little bit higher than that midfield line, or was he just conserving and staying? You know, Because in the first half, I thought the first two times they got in was because he got caught too high up the field. They had a combination. They played through us um, and got into the box twice in the first 15 minutes. But then he kind of dropped his position. But in the second half, he kind of went back to that, playing very high. He jumped the center back a couple of times and allowed the ball out to to um, his fullback. So I thought tactically we really did well. We took Rice completely out of the game, Bellingham completely out of the game. We allowed our two extremely center, um, athletic center midfielders to cover the side behind Pulisic, jump if they did get it to Rice, which is very infrequently. So the tactics worked really, really well. I think it was more of a traditional 4-4-2 with him taking a little bit more of a, of a gamble. Um, but they really didn't have any answers. They actually they actually matched us up in the second half and did exactly what we were doing defensively to start the second half. So, you know, like I said against Wales, they had to throw everything at us. England said, well, that looked, that looked effective. Let's give that a shot as well. They did the same. So hats off to our boys. It was a really strong performance. Um, you know, I think it sets us up really well. Iran, obviously going to come off of a of a high emotional win. Those two late, late goals were, were really thrilling. So they're going to be on a high. We should be feeling good about ourselves. It really sets us up for a nice, a nice third game. Yeah. And you, you mentioned a lot of things I've got, I've got here as well. And, and tactically, I thought it was spot on by Greg. Um, you know, yeah, it, it came in more of that four, four, two shape. He had uh Weston McKinney as like a, a right mid, but Weston did not really play that role. You saw Desch flying high. You saw Wade coming back. So it, it gave us more flexibility to to really enhance what Pulisic does very well. So I had Pulisic stepped up, 
really, really immensely in, in my eyes. Um, but I got to give credit to Greg Berhalter. I've been very, very negative about his approach and his tactics and, you know, contradicting statements outside of, you know, other things. But I got to give him credit. And I thought he was spot on. He did the, the right thing. Um, you know, I think uh, a player that, that you didn't just bring up that I, I want to highlight is Matt Turner for me. I thought, you know, he... He hasn't been playing regularly, but he looked so confident. He commanded his area really, really well. Uh, has his play surprised you at all? No, and I said in the in the last time we spoke here, um, you know, I thought he looked unsettled in the first game, and I knew that experience would go in, um, or go a long way rather to to really a strong performance. And and he's well coached. Um, you know, Aaron Hyde does a terrific job. I knew he was going to be prepared for the game. Um, he was going to know what to expect. He's familiar with the players. He was dominant from from wide areas, both on the you know, when the ball came in on the ground and when it was floated in either to the middle or the second post. So, and he was really, he really picked and choose when to keep the tempo high because for long stretches of the game, we were the aggressor. We were the protagonist. We were the ones taking the issue to them. So he felt that and he knew that, you know, a lot of times the underdog, you're going to get the ball as a goalkeeper. You're going to slow things down. You're going to, you're going to, you know, let the team open up. He, he really pushed the tempo in the right moments. Um, you know, I thought every decision he made was really good. He made a really excellent save just before halftime down low to his right. That was really effective because if you play that well, you get a sucker punch late in the in the half, sort of like Canada did in their first game against Belgium. That really, really takes it out of you. So that save was super, super important. And and he he looked well suited to be in the World Cup, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. And he had one outlet pass. I mean, he, he ha I can't remember if he half volleyed it or what he did, but I mean, an absolute laser down to Pulisic down the left side almost broke him through. So, uh, hats off to Matt Turner. I thought he's, he's done very, very well so far. Um, and again, you mentioned the, the central midfield duo. Tyler Adams again for me, best player on the pitch. Um, you know, if you talk about Declan Rice, he's, he's rated a hundred million pounds or whatever as a transfer fee. I'd take Adams all day if I had my choice right now. Um, you know, again, I got a little biased there, but him and Musa collectively in there, they, they did really, really well to shut, shut those two individuals down. Um, so yeah. overall I was, I was really, really pleased with the performance. Yeah, I agree. He was, he was one of our top, top players, but it wasn't by the same margin as it was the game before. Cause we had so many good individual performances. Everybody rose their level a step up you know you you might say way didn't score so how did he have the same impact well no because because the work that him and Haji Wright did pistoning like that and being intelligent when you squeeze to the center back and, and having that patience and then he was good in transitions Haji Wright showed you why why he should be on the field yeah he didn't score but he had a couple of good looks from from headers he was the only one that was able to compete with Maguire physically, which I thought was big. Um, so I, I think every everybody that uh, played from start really showed why they should play from start. And uh, we had questions, you know, in our last chat about who, you know, do we rotate? And Greg chose only to make one change, you know, and I thought Ooh, maybe Des. Des played really well. He was able to break forward with effectiveness. He, um, you know, maybe... He maybe got stretched a little wide a couple of times and left our center backs a little bit of on an island, but but most off he was really good defensively. Um, so I think it was really good performances from everybody. Um, you know that that came on. Yeah, you and I both had Haji Wright starting in our our first prediction. I think for the Wales match that didn't happen. 
I thought his impact was great. I thought it set the tone. It changed that dynamic and allowed us to, to have a little bit more flexibility. But things we didn't do well. We had one shot on target again. Um, I want to point out, we've had two shots on goal in two matches. We had two shots on goal during our September friendlies. This is a problem, in my opinion. What do you think is truly going on with this offense? Like, what can we do to fix it? Maybe it's not fixing something. Maybe nothing's broke. But how can we get some more creativity in front of the net and actually create real chances and opportunities? I thought we looked more dangerous. You know, yeah, the stats are the stats. Expected goals will be the expected goals, um, which will be a little bit more of a picture of the actual outcome. Um, But you think about McKenney's chance. Yeah, he didn't hit the target, so not a shot on goal, but that's a really, really solid chance. Uh, Pulisic hit the crossbar. doesn't count as a shot on target, but a really excellent chance because he had Pickford beat, in my opinion, um, if that's a couple inches underneath the crossbar for sure. Um, you know, a couple of headers went just wide. So, you know, the chances were there. Yeah, we're not putting them on target, and that's going to be that last final action, that little bit of concentration and quality that it's going to take. But I thought we were so much better from wide areas in this game because we were more patient. We allowed that because it was all it was definitely a four three three in attack. So we allowed that shape when we weren't going in transition to to really establish itself. And we had two attacking mids. We would get, you know, McKenney would burst forward, Musa would burst forward. Usually one of the two fullbacks um would also burst forward as well. And we had patience in wide areas, better services into the box. And and for all his faults, McGuire is good at dealing with that kind of stuff. And you think about Sergio Sergino Desk as well. He had that chance late on in the first half as well where he cut it on his left foot Maguire was beat initially made a good recovery to block doesn't count as a shot on goal but a really effective chance so the chances and the the potency looked better the penetration looked better our transitions looked better you know mainly the transitions were coming from our fullbacks on the dribble which were really effective because those guys are so quick Carrying the ball really quickly, which allows runs to develop up the field in front of the ball, which is really important in transition. So, yeah, the stats were the stats, but we were more dangerous than we were in the last three or four games, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think to the to the non-regular soccer watcher, it's, it's, it's about those stat lines. So I appreciate that insight. And I think tactically there's not a lot for me to try to shoot holes in here I, I thought we did so much well it was hard for me to truly break down what we didn't do well there's a couple of other things tactically I thought maybe our substitutions were a little bit later I think we could have had some fresher legs on a little bit earlier um, but again we, we still kept the defensive shape that we needed to we still kept a clean sheet um, the other piece that that is has been consistent in these two matches are set pieces. England are a very, very tough side to defend on set pieces, but also to try to create in their attack. We don't have the biggest lineup, the biggest team, and you can see some of Pulisic's, um, you know, service into the area, getting headed out by Maguire or Stones. Um, but for me, I think we, we got to add something there to, to create more opportunities in those moments, because those are the chances that, that you look back and you say, wow, if we would have just, been able to, to, to head this one in right then and there, you know, that, that changes the dynamic. So again, I'm happy with the performance, but um, what are your thoughts? Do you think we, we subbed a little late, just right? Like where, where did you think Greg, Greg maybe fell short there? 
I would have, you know, the set pieces I think were a big deal. And, you know, a lot of this is when you play in a tournament, you get to have a look at what the other team's going to do. You can try to pick, you know, like we'll have some ideas about how Iran's going to set up. But, uh, you know, Iran didn't have a corner kick against England. So we weren't quite sure exactly how they would set up. Okay. So the first couple were certainly, I mean, Maguire was just, on an island, right on top of the six, taking his position. If it was in swinger, he was a couple steps higher. If it was an, or if an in swinger, he was a couple steps deeper. An out swinger, he was a bit higher, and he was dominant. And it took us to probably about our fifth corner, maybe fourth or fifth corner, before McKenney said, "I'm just going to go stand by this big guy and at least make it more challenging." And as soon as he did that, you had the one where Pickford was scrambling and he got a little touch on it. We got another consecutive corner. So I would have liked to see seen that, you know, maybe put a little bit more pressure on him by putting McKinney on him right away or having some variation with maybe a, a look at a short corner, maybe trying to draw the entire England guys a couple of steps forward, getting him around the back uh, with Zimmerman because he's quite effective on the second post. So I would have liked to see us be more effective. I thought the services were better, but we just we weren't able to get in front of Maguire. You know, timing-wise, our runs were always a little bit late or he was just dominant and – you know, that's that's his best best aspect for sure. But, you know, that's something for sure I wish we would have done better and hopefully we're more effective against Iran because we're going to get, I, in my opinion, we'll get another five or six corners. We need to be making them worry, making them sweat a little bit in those situations. Free kicks as well. Um, I don't think we've troubled the goalkeeper much from set pieces uh, direct free kick-wise. So, yeah, those are all things hopefully. And, and in a tournament when you're playing every four days and you, you're not going to really train, you can train set pieces. So hopefully we'll get better and better as the tournament goes on and hopefully we'll get another game and, and be even a, another step better after that as well. Uh, the subs, I thought, and it's and it's really challenging. When you're, when you're in a game, you're coaching, and it's going really well, it's, it's really hard to say, Oh, I'm going to make a bunch of changes here and, and disrupt the flow of the game. But um, I do think maybe we could have made one one or two subs, maybe a hair earlier. And we're we're talking, and it might seem it might seem stupid, but we're talking five, seven, eight minutes maybe. Um, and just give a couple of those guys a bit more minutes uh, to to have a little bit more impact on the game. Um, you know, I think desk, I think though I think the whole thing about when he came off, he actually wanted a sub earlier than he got it. And you can you can argue should it have been, you know, who it was or should have been somebody else. That's you can argue that's a manager's decision and, and that's why we, we put him in the job to make those decisions. But um yeah, so maybe we could have made him a touch earlier. I do like the fact that we did see Geo. It was only for a very brief period of time and and, and when you're an attacking player yeah, you just need a few minutes to settle in. So by the time he had those minutes and felt comfortable, we're running up against four, five, six maybe minutes when you when you add up the stoppage time. So hopefully we, you know, we we make a couple of those you know options a little bit earlier. Um, Personnel wise, I think you know I thought seeing Shaq Moore was a surprise. Now I thought he did okay. Um, it wasn't outstanding, but he did okay. You know, maybe Edlin, maybe Scally. Possible options as well. I thought we saw Sargent again, but as we've seen, he's the likely center forward substitution. You know, we haven't seen Ferreira yet. Haji definitely needed a sub by that point, so I thought that was the right move. And again, didn't have much time to to be effective or, or really get into the game. Um, 
you know, aside from that, the the midfield subs were were pretty what you would what, what you know what you would expect as well. So, you know, I think maybe a touch early, but the personnel decisions were you know no issues with me. Yeah, yeah. Again, overall, I was really happy with the performance. I, I thought we left two more points out on the pitch. Um, the guys responded so well to this one. They came ready to play. It was clear uh, from from the opening whistle, and now they have to do it all over again, right? You just mentioned you know four get four days between games, so quick turnaround. Um, so let's move on to the Iran match, right? You mentioned they're coming off a huge 2-0 win over Wales. Again, two very, very late goals. I think they were the two latest in World Cup regulation. Um, you know, they also had a man up in the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes as well uh, with the main goalkeeper getting uh, sent off for Wales. Uh, but still, so deserve victory. Those are hard to come by. They've got one. We don't at this point, so they're a point ahead. Um, this is a must-win match. If we tie, if we lose, we are out um, no matter what. So a win puts us through. That's it. What do you think this match is going to look like from opening whistle? And and let me just put this disclaimer. Brian and I do not watch Wales play many soccer matches. Um, I, I have been able to watch both of their matches live. I've been able to kind of go through and look at it a little bit more. They played England a 5-4-1. They got hammered 6-2. Then they opened up against Wales, more attack-minded 4-3-3. Um, you could tell they weren't sitting back. They were going for that one, but it took them a long time to get going. So for me, you know, I don't really know what this match is going to look like. I think it's going to be tough as hell. I think it's going to be a match where we're going to have to grind a result out. I think they're going to sit back and we're going to have to push them and try to break through. But I guess, what are your thoughts? Well, as I said in the last episode, I'm not so sure changing to the 4-3-3 was a def- uh, offensive t- um, tactic for them because I said a 4-3-3 when played aggressively can really match up well against three center backs, which is probably what they were assuming Wales was going to set up in. Um, so I would expect them to go back maybe to, to three central defenders and, and the wing backs against us because we'll have only the, the two strike or the two center backs that are going to be building out. So I might expect a little change in their tactics there. Um, but for us, it's it, for, it's going to be more about us and and it's going to be we need to be on the front foot from the beginning. You know, I think we need to dominate the ball, but we need to make useful use of the ball because possession for possession's sake isn't isn't attractive soccer, isn't effective soccer. So um, I, I like to see us on the front foot, probing good ball movement side to side, really getting them moving, really trying to find the gaps. I feel like we'll be more athletic than they will. We're going to have more pace down the sides. Um, I think we need to use that. We need to draw them to one side. We need to try to switch the point of attack and really get at them with speed. And in the transitions, when they do come forward, we need to exploit that space in behind them, which I know I think we can do, especially when you talk about the most likely guys that will play from the wing positions. I'd imagine they'll roll out Weah and, and Pulisic again. So I, I think it's it's all about we're going to have confidence. We're going to have – we just got a good result against England. You know, we saw what England did to Iran. We're going to have that, you know, the – the need to get the results. So I think we're going to come out on the front foot. I don't think I don't expect us to come out scared, regardless of our our age and, and our maturity levels there. So I think it's all about being on the front foot from the word from the jump start, from the word go, and, and really taking it to them in an aggressive fashion. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, I think 
talk about all the pressure that you want. At the end of the day, it's a must win. These guys understand it. It might as well be a knockout phase match for us uh, without overtime or, or extra time and penalty kicks if, if it doesn't in a draw. Um, so, you know, I don't think you look at this and go, England beat them six to two. We drew England. We're, we're going to get a, at least a three, four nil win. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, I hope it does, but I, I don't, I don't see that happening. Um, what I will add, right. There's, there's plenty of motivation for Iran right now. There's political agendas and items out there that I'm not getting into on this, this show at all, but it's there, right? There's a, a real potential hate between these two countries. Um, that, that goes back many, many years. Um, there's stuff out in the news today. There's, there's U.S. soccer, you know, took off a, a, a you know, part of the flag of, of Iran and, and, you know, that's caused an uproar. Jurgen Klinsmann came out either yesterday or the day before and, and gave more bulletin material by saying Iran's culture is, you know, similar to a lot of the, the CONCACAF countries that just foul and they get chirpy in, in a, in a ref's ears and all that thing to, to try to get a, a leg up. I, I don't necessarily agree with any of that whatsoever, but bulletin board material. Do you think that that's something at this level right now, knowing it's a, a winner take all type of match? Do you think that that's something that's going to help Iran against us and, and hurt us at all? Um, I think there's plenty of motivation already. And I think I, I don't know what it's like to be an Iranian person and, and be growing up in that culture and, and, and how they view the United States and those individual people and, and all the success that a lot of our individual players have on a, on an international stage. So maybe, maybe it does add a little bit more, but that being said, we're going to have that all going for us as well in the sense that this is, we need this result so bad. They can, they can play for the tie. They, they have a little bit more wiggle and we don't, we have no room for, for any kind of, wiggle room whatsoever so we really need to take it to them we need to hopefully more like the england game i felt we were composed when things got chirpy you know chippy against the, uh against england when they probably deserved a couple of yellow cards we we maintained the course we stayed emotionally in control unlike we did in the first game so i think again i think we've grown with the performance and the the experience we have that a little bit under our belt so i expect us to manage whatever situation is thrown whatever the atmosphere is like in the stadium on the field um with the referee with the players i think we'll be more suited to to handle that and cope with it in those situations so yeah that's a long-winded answer to say i really yeah. don't know yeah and <laughs> You know, there's 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 a lot of outside noise. You you just mentioned something that I had jotted down as well. Like death coming coming off the the match, he didn't look happy. Whatever it was, I, I saw the same report. Either he wanted to be subbed off early, or he wanted a different player to come on for him. Whatever the case was, it, it, it was no it was noticeable. Um, but then you've got reports from former national teamer Eric Renata that there's a bit of a rift within this team specifically between Burhalter and Gio Reyna. And again, I told you this before we, we got onto the show. I don't want to speculate. I don't want to make an assumption about anything. But anytime something like this comes out, right, it's never a good thing to, to have in the media. The media is always going to blow things up. Do you think that we should make more of what this is than, than what it could really just be, a, a, you know, nothing? Well, from being on the inside of, you know, obviously from the Charlotte FC side, it's always a bigger deal in the media than it actually is internally. 
And there are some times where there's some things internally that doesn't get leaked out. And, you know, like I told you, Ronaldo's well tied in. He's got a lot of good connections. He was a part of the the team for a long period of time. He's been a lot part of the media for a long period of time now. I don't know whether that that doesn't mean he, what he's saying is 100% spot on, correct, blown out of proportion, what have you. Um, if it is true, it's, it's not a great look. However, I don't think that that's going to have the impact people might, might think on the outside because at the end of the day, these guys have been here uh, for a couple of weeks now, you know, going on two weeks, and, and it's all about the next game, and it's all about the result and, and the outcome of this next game. So I think the focus is going to be there. These guys are used to dealing with pressure. Um, I love the quote that Stu Holden used that um, Adams, you know, spoke to him about, you know, you know, pressure is a privilege, which I think is these guys are all used to the scrutiny of, of performances and, and getting graded instant reactions by the media and and, and having to, you know, these guys don't spend their, their time on as much social media as you would think because they've learned it's just a really toxic place for a, for a player, for a coach, for anybody involved in a football club or, um, you know, football team with uh, the national team to, to be a part of. So they're going to be coached on this. They're going to have people in the camp that are designed to to help with this. They'll have psychologists. They'll have, you know, communications departments, all those things at their disposal. So I think their heads will be all screwed on straight. Hopefully there's not much to the story in actuality because all I want to do is see Giorana play more and get a really good, good run out against Iran because he's the type of player that can really hurt Iran. So with his directness, with his quality, with his ruthlessness in the box. So hopefully there's nothing to it because I want to see him play hopefully at least a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not making more of it. It's, it is what it is. And I think that these guys are professionals and at the end of the game, end of the day, right. They're probably not even seeing half of what we see. So um, let's, let's jump into a big thing here, right? Like if we lose, we, we tie, we're out. Um, we have a very young squad. A lot of this group are going to be going into what most people say is the prime of your careers. They're, they're still young. In 2026, they could be in their prime, right? If we don't beat Iran, how should we view this World Cup and the progress that this program has made? Should we look at it like it was a success to get the experience or is this going to be a failure if we don't move on? I think there's two, obviously, ways you can go and look at this. And one is the... And it's fairly American to say the 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 ego driven. We deserve to be in this World Cup. We should be in the knockout stages. We should be in the final four. I mean, but if you really want to look at things, should you be deserving of those things? Absolutely not. We're a young footballing nation. We have a young squad. So we didn't make the last World Cup. You can say whatever you want to say about whether we should have or shouldn't. The fact is, we didn't make the last World Cup. It's been eight years. Nobody but Yedlin has ever played in a World Cup. So as you mentioned, most of these guys, most of the important guys are going to be in the next cycle. So I think it will be disappointing in the moment, but it will be a great, great experience for the players. I think, um, you know, obviously all things considered with the non-traditional World Cup, the lack of a build-up, the lack of a final big camp with a couple of games uh, thrown in there as well to get the full experience and the full, you know, kind of feel for the event. That being said, I think w- this will set us off in, in the right direction. There will be decisions to be made, you know, from from all indications. There's been no decisions made about the coaching staff and, and their 
you know, there's no commitment to them past this World Cup from from reports that I've read. So, you know, maybe we'll go in a different direction. Maybe not. You know, that's to be determined and, and outside my purview, what, you know, 100%. So I, from the player's perspective, it will be a tremendous event. We've gotten, you know, Mooses, you know, the Mooses, the Dest, the, the, the Robinsons, these non-traditional U.S. players. We have them in a, in a World Cup, in a battle with us. Um, it's going to go a long way. Now, I'll be really disappointed because, you know, in this position, if you would have told me three weeks ago, all we have to do is beat our round on the last day and you're through to the knockout stage, I'd have ripped your arm off, shaking your hand on that deal. So th- that will be that will be real disappointment because I think everything's there for us in this game. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to give a quick prediction here in a moment. But, yeah, if you would have told me that even as soon as the draw came out, you go into that final match um, and you're facing Iran to move on, all you got to do is win. I think every one of us would take that. Um, interesting note that uh, or stat that I saw. The U.S. has only won one of their final group matches in the last seven World Cups. That was 2010, Algeria. We won that. We have moved on in other ones, but it, it, third match usually gets us. So hopefully uh, we get a different result. None of these guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, so so I'm not going to give a full prediction into lineup choice. I think we're going to see very similar to what we just saw. Do you see any changes, just onesie, twosie type changes, or you think it's going to be same? Um, you know, I'm less inclined to change things now than I was going into the second match. You saw what one game does because McKenney's energy levels looked another world um, compared to what he was in the first game. He had that confidence, that swagger. He had the sharpness, the way he was able to to turn and accelerate with speed and, and continue to go. And yeah, towards the end, I think he did hit a little bit of a wall, uh, that 60, 65 minute. And, you know, obviously in the 70th or so, he got taken off. So depending on how he bounces back, I think, you know, he's always a potential there for one because of his lack of regular football. I think everybody else we got, we escaped Reem's uh, yellow card situation. So we're very excited that Reem and Zimmerman will be, you know, you know, should be in a, in a partnership there. Um, it, you know, unless Desk was injured and wanted to come off, maybe we'll see a change there. I don't expect any changes for the front three because I thought it was effective. And I think... Um, it can really be effective again, no doubt, even probably more so against these guys. And I think um, the having the experience of likely playing against the five will, will help these three and figure out the spaces and, and where to really attack them. So maybe one, one or two changes, but other than that, I really don't see see big, big changes. Uh, probably a different defensive structure and and how we we play against them i think we'll see more similar to how we play if they are in fact in a five we'll see very similar to how we played up against wales hopefully a slightly more aggressive in certain situations to to not run out the legs because in a third game they they won't be there so either we'll have to do it and go to changes earlier or we'll have to figure out a different way to maybe be aggressive yet of strategically save legs and how we go about it. Yeah. Well, good. Well, let me jump into my, my quick prediction. Uh, so bear with me. I think it's going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be eerily similar to 2010 against Algeria, where we won one nil in the dying moments on, you know, that Landon Donovan iconic goal. Um, hopefully we don't have to wait until that moment because I, I may have a heart attack if I've got to stress through for that again, but 
you know, there's there's the political noise I mentioned to this matchup. There's some true hate between these countries, unfortunately. We lost to Iran back at the, the 1998 World Cup in France. Um, you know, they're going to stay compact, knowing that a point advances them for the first time in their history. They've also scored four goals in the tournament. So, you know, they, they have the ability to go and score. Um, the England result for me, it wasn't a fair assessment of their abilities. They played very well against Wales. They were structured. They stayed organized. Um, I think they're going to frustrate us um, just like this is going to frustrate a lot of people until the U.S. can create more opportunities for themselves and get some shots on goals. I'm going to remain pessimistic here. Um, I think we're potentially looking at another nil-nil type of draw. However, I think we somehow pull it off and we're going to reverse that 1998 scoreline. We're going to win two to one. Pulisic's going to get his World Cup goal. Then he's going to get his second World Cup goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm riding with him pretty strong here. I think he's going to take that Captain America nickname that was uh, given to him. He's going to pull it off. So I hope we can open him up early. You just mentioned, you know, if we get get some goals early and often, that's going to ease a lot of that stress. But it's also going to give us moments to to allow players to maybe get a quicker rest than we would like um, rather than run them into the ground for 90 minutes. But um, I think this is going to be a great moment for U.S. soccer. I'm excited. We can't look at this as an easy match. It's going to be hard. But for me, it's two to one. We win. We're moving on. We're playing next Saturday. Yeah, I, I uh, not necessarily agree with you that I think Pulisic is going to get because I think the goals are going to come from somewhere else. I, you know, I just, I just feel like maybe we're going to break through with maybe a McKenny or a Musa or somebody midfield is going to score, and I, I really think we're going to come through on a set piece goal. I really fancy Zimmerman to attack and really get get something on the end of something. Now, now Pulisic, he can score in, in any moment. So I'm not saying he won't score. Um, I've never been a big, uh, you know, pick the, the the score and the goal scorers, but I think it's going to be be 2-0. I think we're going to get a clean sheet again with Turner in the back four, and we're going to ride out with two goals. Awesome. All right, well, I appreciate it. That's it for today. Uh, a final World Cup group match. Again, must-win match at that. Any final words from you? No, it's been fun. Uh, the whole World Cup's been fun. I, I went and watched the game in a very pro-English pub, which was uh, an experience in itself. But it's great to see how how many different events around the Charlotte area are having World Cup events and having parties and things like that, um, which has been really cool to see. Um, so I'm just really happy for the game growing in this in this great city. I've been here in the city a long time, as as you have as well. Um, just seeing how far it's come has been has been awesome. So if we can really capitalize on a on a great great result here, and hopefully not too many people, uh, you know, can, or a lot of people can get off of work and and sneak the game in and and or take a sick day and and really celebrate this event. It's just going to be another step further in in furthering this game in, in this great city. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people will be uh, taken off early. I'm taking the entire day off because I wouldn't be able to sit through and do anything. So I'm excited. Um, but again, thanks for thanks for joining again. Uh, until next time, cheers, my friends. Cheers.